four, five, six, seven, eight. Praise God. I apologize for the, we're six minutes late. So we got to come up with a new graphic. We're not streaming yet. We're not streaming, are we? to Grace Summit Church. Uh, if you will stand up with me, praise God. And uh, y'all all just missed Molly being mean to her daddy on Father's Day. That's all we're gonna say for y'all congregation Never. out there. Is that right? Never. That's not, that's not what we're saying. Never. Amen. So good to have you this morning. Who in here knows that Jesus is Lord, God is good, the devil's a liar and defeated, and uh, we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. So a couple things, uh, we're gonna have a worship. We got a couple things today in this service and um, just to celebrate and rejoice. And it is Father's Day. And so we uh, bless all the fathers and uh, thank God for them in Jesus' name. So bow your heads with me as we open up. Father, we thank you right now that we can come to you on this day where we celebrate mostly you, our Heavenly Father. And Father, we thank you that you are a father to the fatherless and that you're a father to those with parents, but an even greater father than we'll ever, ever, ever encounter on this earth. Thank you, Father, for the gift of Jesus today the gift of a brother who would sacrifice his life so that we may live eternally. And Father, we thank you for all the provisions that you've given us to be a part of the family of God. And so if we come today to worship you, to thank you, and to see your glory made manifest in this earth, in Jesus' name, amen. Oh, I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like. But I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of a night And you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone You're a good, good father
Sing about his love with love so undeniable I I can hardly speak peace so unexplainable I I can hardly think as you call me deeper still as you call me He's kind in all of his ways. 
blessing, he's healing in all of his ways, and he's healing in all of his ways. Yes, he's healing in all of his ways. He's healing in all of his ways. Before you, 
What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, good amen he's good before we keep singing together we're going to transition to a time of prayers our prayer team and our leaders walk to the front they want to pray with you and partner with you and believe with you for whatever you're praying through right now 
And I don't know about y'all, I just got back from church camp. I'm ready to sing and jump and Cassidy fist bumps. It was a good week for our teens. If you're a parent of teens, I promise you the future's looking good. The future's looking good, amen. A few of them are sitting in this room. It's looking real bright. So we're gonna transition to a time of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your presence that's here with us right now. We thank you for the spirit that you've given us in this room and that is filled in each of us. We thank you for your son that conquered death and disease and depression and anxiety and separation, that conquered generational curses, Father God. We thank you for each and every person that's down here at the front believing and we stand with them for miracles and wonders this year, Father God. I thank you for our teens and this past week and what I got to witness with revival and being filled with the Spirit and speaking of tongues and laying of hands, Father God, and for the generation that you're raising up. In Jesus' name. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon your waters wherever you would come.
your children and their children and the children sing that may your Savior be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you with you, he is listening that again, me is present before you, behind you, beside you, around you, within you, he is with you, he is with one more time, he is present before you, behind you, beside you, all around you, and within you, he is with you, he is with Oh 
many times we get too caught up in time, too caught up in everything else. Right now the only thing that's important today is our uh, is Happy Father's Day to our Heavenly Father, to worship Him, to thank Him, to, to give Him honor and glory. Father, we lift our hands. Lift your voice up with me right now. We thank you, Father. We give you glory. We thank you, Father, that you are a good and merciful Heavenly Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for, for just being you. Thank you, Father, for just your love and your care for us. Thank you, Father, for your compassion to your people. That you're, full of, that you're full of compassion, full of mercy, full of favor, full of grace. Thank you, Father God. Glory to God. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. If, you, if there's a, um, a man right nearby you or a father right nearby you, if you want to lay hands on them, if you will, Father, right now we just... Take authority over every spirit that comes against the fathers of our, of our church, the fathers of our nation. We thank you, Father, right now that you instituted fatherhood, motherhood, to bless a generation, to raise up a generation. People sometimes say they don't need a father anymore. Father, we thank you right now for the godliness of fathers, that the men in this church are godly fathers, not only to theirs, but to those that you bring into their life because there's so few out there. That, Father, you're raising up godly fathers in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, godly influencers. Thank you, Father, right now. Father, for fathers that are lost right now, for, for fathers that are lost, they don't know you, we intercede for them, Father. We call them, we call their names up to you. Right now, if you got somebody in your heart, just mention them to the Lord. We thank you, Father, right now that their eyes will see, their hearts will hear, uh, understand, their ears will hear, and their, their eyes will not be blinded by Satan. That in Jesus' name, they'll come into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and a working relationship of being a father. The sacrifice, the good sacrifice of faith of being a father in Jesus' name. And that that relationship will be healed. That relationship will be restored in Jesus' name. And Father, for those who've never had a father, in person or online, we thank you, Father, that you're the best Heavenly Father. Amen. And we don't need anything else other than you. We thank you, Father, for the ones that have been good. We thank you, Father, that you help us for the ones that have been bad, but that you make up the difference on all of it. And let your healing power flow to those. Father, remind them that what their father, their mother, their parents did may have not been good enough. It may have been all they knew. But Father, we know that you always do more than good enough. And so we let that thing go. 
We will not walk in unforgiveness. We will not walk in hurt and trauma and pain. We let that go. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Right now, there's a powerful anointing to forgive that, that releases healing and, and wholeness in your life. If, if, if there's something against somebody right now, not even your daddy and your mama or somebody in your family, let that go. Just forgive them. Walk in love with them. Don't, don't, don't let that uh, control you and traumatize you. It doesn't hurt anybody. In fact, I'm going to do one better. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask you right now by the Holy Spirit, if we've got all against somebody, if we've got something in our heart that we don't know, we pause a moment and we ask your Holy Spirit to reveal it to us. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Speak to your people, God. Speak to us, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, right now, if, if there's anything that you realize you should let go and forgive, let go and forgive. And I'm going to say this with as much as within me, and some people are going to say you can't do it, but you can. Don't you ever go there and thought again. If it comes up to you, just change your thoughts. If it comes up to you, change your words. Thank God for the sum. Just get you a favorite scripture and quote that scripture. John 3, 16. God loves me so much that he gave his son for me. Just get, but the point of the scripture is, is so you don't think about that. Don't ever entertain those thoughts. And sometimes those thoughts pop up. But you know what? You don't have to live on those thoughts. And I promise you that's how healing will come to you because you don't live at the place of bitter waters. You've moved on to the place of fresh waters. Even where rotters can come out of a rock, which seems impossible, but God can do that in Jesus' name. So, Father, we stretch forth our hands and we thank you, Father, for your forgiving power, your forgiving flow in our life. Because, Father, we give and it's given back to us. We do not judge, so we're judged not. We are merciful, so we receive mercy. And we forgive so that we receive forgiveness because we obey your laws in Jesus' name. And everybody says amen. amen. Give me a better amen than that. Yes. Amen. Give the Lord a good hand clap if you will. You got anything on? Play for a moment? Okay. Um, let me grab something. I came up there without my Bible. Hopefully you're not trying to follow me, Ben. No, I'm being quick. I, um, before we uh, receive our offering and don't follow me, Ben. I'm sorry. I, um, uh, today is a day that we want to uh, honor and pray for our graduates um, we've got three this year and uh, uh, two high school one college and so uh, I mean you can give them a hand clap and we're gonna clap for them again um, we're gonna always clap for them and honor them and, and encourage them uh, it's exciting to see them graduate exciting to see them um, I've always said not saying this to make them feel bad or scared but I've always thought that age is one of the scariest ages in life because if you make a bad decision you could you know 
have a struggle for a number of years since I always thought of that as a kid. I mean, I always, in fact, I always, I used to tell my daddy, I said, Daddy, tell me what to do. And he'd say, why? I said, because then you're at fault, not me. I can blame you. And he said, uh, son, he goes, those days are long gone. This is your life. Uh, and so we have to remember that and pray for them and encourage them. And so I'm going to um, read a couple things. And when I call them up, I'm going to have them come up. If, you, if you'll just stand right here. And then I know uh, today, um, Pastor Hamby, he's uh, traveling back home from vacation. And uh, Greg Welburn, thank God, is at home. Uh, he had surgery uh, last Tuesday. And he uh, is doing much better, but he's, uh, uh, he's at home watching. So he'll be praying for our graduates from home. Uh, so y'all be praying for him too. And we'll give a couple more prayer requests. Uh, Teresa, Edie, and Joe. Uh, thank God they're doing well and improving, but we're believing for God's complete healing. Can I have an amen? And so, um, so Karen's going to come up. But I'm going to say this too. If you've got kids, um, and I've always done this. I've always done this and I have every right to believe that God is faithful and he's always proven that. Uh, I've always tried to help other kids even before we had kids believing for God to take care of my kids and now that I've got kids and I got grandkids I do things for other people still because I'm believing that God's gonna take care of my grandkid and my soon-to-be grandkid. Can I have an amen? Ten days. Can I have an amen? Ten days. Amen. And we'll, we'll be passing out presents to everybody. Glory to God. And um, it's just going to be like, it's just going to be like a sticker. So don't get excited. Can I have an email? Okay. And um, so um, we, we celebrate that and we, uh, we want to celebrate that. But one of the ways we celebrate that is by making sure we pour into someone else's life. So I, I want to encourage this. When Karen comes up to pray, if you want to come up, when we pray for them, please do. I want to encourage you to. Because uh, I want us to, you know, um, join together. And so, yeah, Karen, go ahead and come up and you just stand up here with them. So if I could have Aaliyah up here and uh, give her a good hand clap. So Aaliyah and her mama wrote me a novel. Can I have an amen? A novel. And uh, she graduated. I mean, that is just... Uh, anyway, she loves God. She has, she's always been a sweet little girl, a sweet, sweet uh, beautiful young lady. She graduated from Eagles Landing High School on May 19th. Her senior year was a breakthrough. She became more involved with the discovery of God and herself. That led her to becoming, uh, the, she was a wrestling team manager. Uh, she had a passion of that, not always picking her about that. I'm like, you don't need to go do that. Come, you know. And uh, she was um, very involved and uh, she had some great friends. And, but it also, um, this year, she's uh, had an awakening of spiritual discernment. She saw things. And uh, she has remained focused on graduating. And she'll be going to cosmetology school. Woo! Amen. And pursuing a modeling career. She wants to become a business owner. And I, this, is the, my, this is my favorite. You'll love this. And I just got this. Her newfound passion is to become a camp leader. Can I have an amen? Woo! Amen. So give her an amen. Now, if I can have Miss Cameron King up here. Amen. I got to be honest, this one here is kind of uh, strange to me. Um, I have known Cameron, how, how long have I known? I mean, this is, I mean, Cameron was itsy bitsy spider. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that was, I mean, that was our, and so um, to be the beautiful young lady she is today, and uh, always smiling, always happy, um, my opinion, you have no idea how beautiful you really are. You really don't. And she graduated from Eagles Landing um, High School. 
Uh, she's been accepted into a two-year scholarship to Pratt Community College. Woo! Now, wait a minute. Y'all didn't give a God glory enough. I said scholarship. Can I have an amen, okay? So that means amen. mama ain't paying. Praise God. Amen. Um, and this is the thing I think most people, she'll be studying welding. Uh, Cameron plans to become a bladesmith and a ring designer. And, um, and also to repair whatever implements I have when she comes home. Amen. You know, because I'll know somebody who can, I can weld enough that it don't fall apart. But I'm so, so excited about that. Uh, and she leaves August the 13th. So she has um, about six or seven weeks left. And uh, we'll have to pray again for them. And then also if I could have Miss Kimberly Errett, Kimberly Ann Errett up here. Amen. Give her a big hand. How long have you been a part of the church? Two, about two years. And uh, I actually joke about this. Uh, Kimberly, one time I asked her, I said, we're so glad to have you. First time, first time we met. So glad to have you in church. She goes, oh, I've been coming for months. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, are you in the balcony or something? I mean, you know, sneaking in. She goes, oh, no. And then she goes, I've been online. And so that's the power of being online. Can I have an amen? So, uh, um, and I've always just been so blessed by Kimberly. Uh, she graduated with her Bachelor's of Science in Mechanical Engineering. Amen. May 12th of this year from UGA. Let's all give him praise. Can I have an amen? Okay. I'm just, I only say that because I, I bought one of them. Okay, amen. If it was Georgia State University, I'd be just as happy. Or AIM, I'd be just as happy. Amen. And just excited. Currently working at Pond and Company, a full-scale architecture and engineering firm in Norcross. She focuses on mechanical systems within government, industrial, industrial, and higher education buildings. And that doesn't at all look like her. Can I have an amen? Okay. I mean, don't don't you expect that is instruction to have tape here and 47 pins, you know, just that nerd. Uh, in the coming years, Kim, I love this, plans to accomplish her goals of visiting all 50 states. Amen. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Traveling abroad, okay. maxing out her 401k, and accomplishing the plan that God has on her life, amen. which perfectly includes becoming a billionaire. Can I have an amen? Okay. She'd like to end all of this. She'd like to thank her parents, her friends, her pastors, and church family for always being encouraging, edifying, and willing to use their faith in partnership with her. And I love that. Um, you know, it's a great day. It's a fun day. Um, and, and here's the thing to always carry with you, is that God is with you. Okay? No matter where you go, what you do, you just got to stay with him. Don't ever turn loose of him. In uh, certain churches, they always used to call it, who's ever heard this phrase? We must cling to God's unchanging hand. You know? And that is the secret to life. Yeah. It is to put that first. And so as we get ready to pray for them, I want you to, if you want to come up here and join with them in prayer, Molly, if you want to jump off, I'd rather you come down here and pray for them. Luke, you can come down and pray for them too. We just won't have music. Somebody hum. Can I have an amen? Kim, can you play something for us? Thank you, Katrina, where you at? I didn't have stuff on you. We'll fix that. Katrina, ladies. Amen. <laughs> now, where'd you graduate? Where'd you graduate from? Uh, same school, David. Same school. 
Oh, I didn't know you said that like <laughs> like I have some kind of rube up there. <laughs> Father, in Jesus' name, we lift our hands, Father, and we stretch forth our hands towards these, and we lay hands on them, Father. We thank you, Father, that you are good, and your mercy endures forever to these. Father, we sanctify them. We set them apart to you. We ask, Father, right now that anointing would come upon them to uh, excel in everything that they attempt, every dream that you give them, that, Father, you would give them the dreams of their heart, that their hearts, as they cling to your unchanging hand, that their hearts would leap in their, in their inner man with the plans that you have for them. Help them see it so clear that they keep it burning in their life and never distracted to keep you first to be about kingdom business and to do the work that you called them on this earth. And thank you, Father, that you do it well. You give them wisdom and knowledge. You give them understanding and, 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 and ability to accomplish it, that they can do all things through Christ who gives them strength and that you are more than able, more than able to pull them through. We take authority right now over any attack that would come against them in these transition moments. Thank you, Father, right now that you keep them right on. They will not turn to the left or to the right, but they will keep their way in the way of the Lord and that you prosper them in all that they do. I'm reminded, Father, of the first Psalm that their lives will never wither. Their leaves, the, 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 pro, the product of their life always flourishes. And whatever they do, shall prosper because they keep you first in Jesus name and everybody says amen 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 Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's Miss Aaliyah, Miss Cameron, Miss Kimberly. Well, we love y'all, and we'll, we'll make sure we fix that. Amen. Yeah, I know. Well, Eagles Landing, same as them. Amen. If you, um, Will, right now, we're about to receive our morning tithes and offerings, and I quoted a verse, but I'm going to quote another verse that worked earlier. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 10. If you need an offering envelope there in front of you, if you are a first, a second, third time guest, we uh, bless you and thank you for being with us. I want to ask you to um, take a moment and fill out one of the connection cards. Oh, there we go. And take one of the, one of the connection cards. If you... Uh, also, if we can put the QR code up, if you need to, uh, you can use that to register, especially if you're online. And we thank you for being with us. Uh, we love you, and I, and I love y'all. I wasn't here last week, and um, I was, me and Pastor Lisa were preaching in Tennessee, somewhere east of Nashville, I don't know, some state park. And, um, and I, had, I had a great time and great service, but I always miss being here. And so, um, I just love you, just, and, I, and I bless you, and thank you so much for um, your faithfulness and your goodness uh, to, to the church and to God and um, Pastor Hamby again he's not here today and please be praying again for Greg Welburn uh, Teresa Miss, uh, Miss Edie uh, Joe Collins uh, he usually sits about right there and he's uh, not been he actually um, he's only about 40 had several heart attacks and doctors didn't give much hope and told him he had a big 
blood clot in his heart and thank God that clot's gone. Can I have an amen? And uh, they're letting his heart strengthen up and they're planning on surgery. So we uh, bless him and thank God that God is healing in his body and God's power of recovery. Well, Pastor Chris, why didn't it come instant? I don't know. But I do have the promise that I will recover. And I don't care if it comes instant or not. I just want it to come. Amen. Amen. You know, again, you think about it. If, if Granny Vaughn or your grandmother that you love is going to come visit, that'd be great if she can come instant. But as long as you know she's making her way there and she's coming, man, that's, that's, that's just as good to me because I know she's going to pull up in the driveway and there she comes. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 says, God is able to make all grace. All grace. And I wanted to use this today because of our graduates, whether it be high school or college, that God is able to make all grace. All grace, no matter what grace you need in all circumstances, all grace abound to you that you can have all sufficiency in all things that you may have abundance for every good work. Now, some people love to point out because they're Scrooges in the kingdom of God. Well, that doesn't mean he wants you to have all blessings and all things. Well, it does if you keep him first. Again, I don't care what my kids want. If I got the means, I'll give it to them as long as we keep the relationship right. But if I ever felt like they're trying to be abusive or cheat, you know what I'm saying? Take advantage. No, we, the, 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 the blessings dry up real quick. I always told my, my dad told me one time, he says, Chris, he goes, you can have anything I have anytime you want it. Well, I never took advantage of that. And I remember there's a couple times, you know, I'd say something and, I, and he'd say, well, why didn't you ask me for that? I said, well, daddy, I knew you'd have given it to me. I said, I got to learn how to believe God when you go. I said, I, I, I thank God for El Shaddai. Can I have an amen? But I also wanted to make sure I didn't create El Shaddai and that I looked to him and not to the Heavenly Father. And so God's proved himself to me. But, but my dad never desired to withhold. God never desires to withhold. I thank God for that. It's always, I guess that's always been easy for me to identify with because my daddy was never that way. Now I had other people in my life that were not that way. They wanted to withhold. They wanted to, they did it for control and to tweak. Well, if you do this, I'll do that. But there was never no free. But God is able to make all grace. Everybody say it again. All grace abound to me in say this all situations. And I can be good to every, everybody say every good work. So we ought to have complete confidence that God is on our side working it all the time. So as we get ready to give, I want you to. Hold your offering in your hand, however you want. You give, whether that be check, cash, money order, debit, credit, PayPal, Zelle, Cash App, whatever way. Somebody told me the other day in my neighborhood, I said something about, they said, well, and I said, well, we take all that. They go, well, wow, you'll just take money any way they can give it to you. I said, yes, we will. Can I have an amen? I said, it takes money to preach the gospel. Uh, somebody asked me one time, said, would you take drug money? Yes, I would. We would pray over it, sanctify it, and then go preach to people quickly. Can I have an amen? Amen. Well, I wouldn't take that money. Jesus did. Can I have an amen? I'll throw this out. Not nobody when who not, nobody who gave anything to Jesus when he gave when they gave it to him were born again. According to what we know, because he hadn't died. And could you imagine what would happen? if a pimp came in here and gave this church a bunch of money 
or a harlot came in here and gave this church a bunch of money. Well, isn't that what the woman did who washed his feet? She took some of the biggest things she had and she blessed him. And they mocked that. Can I have an amen? But who in here knows when your life's changed, you'll give it all. It don't matter what you got. You're just thankful. So hold your offering in your hand. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you right now for the ability and the goodness of you to show us a better way. To show us the way of God so that we may walk in fullness of knowledge. And that fullness means to give and receive. Father, we ask you right now that you would meet every need of everyone here, everyone in our church. We've already prayed for our graduates, but we thank you, Father, that you meet every need that anyone would have. Spirit, soul, body, financially, socially, you meet every need in Jesus' name. And so, Father, for our church, we thank you that you meet every need. Every bill is paid, everything is fixed, everything is right. In fact, Father, you bring in more money than we can do stuff with, is what we believe. So, Father, we desire to do a lot. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. amen. God bless you as you give. Amen, amen. I'm gonna sing a song. We may not have the words up on the screen, but I feel called to, called to sing it right now. So I'm gonna ask everyone, if you can, I'm gonna ask you to stand as we sing this together. He is jealous for me. Love's like a hurricane. Sweet and mercy When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions Eclipsed by glory And I realize just how beautiful you are And how great your affections are for me
give Him praise this morning. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Praise God. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew chapter 5. So good to have Molly playing. So good to have Luke playing. Give them both a good hand clap. Amen. Now, I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. Thank God. I believe by faith we have received uh, a new worship person, a worship leader, worship, whatever you want, pastor. Um, I... uh, uh, I have my desires for it to always be Molly. Can I have an amen? That's a, that's a personal thing. And we were talking about this. Harold said this. In, but there's that part where we have to die to ourselves and surrender. And uh, God's got his hand on Molly up in Tennessee and doing incredible. God has uh, given her such favor, such grace. Uh, we joke with her and tell her to tell Dave hello all the time. Um, she's afraid of Dave Ramsey. Can I have an amen? That's the truth. She will not sit near or talk to Dave Ramsey at all. Come to find out most everybody is. Um, but I'm so thankful for uh, God's work in her life. And so we, uh, so, so thank God. So, so here's my, my comment. So if, um, you know, especially like if, uh, be praying for that, praying for musicians. Uh, I want us to rebuild that. And uh, I, th- I think God's got something special. Matthew chapter five, verse 13 through 16 says, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lamp stand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And everybody say amen. Now, we've been preaching this last week. We'll be preaching on this um, about a city on a hill. Now, who who in here likes to travel? Raise your hand. Now, I used to love to travel. Funny thing was, the only thing I ever traveled to was to go preach. I never really cared to go sightsee. Still don't care to go sightsee much. Uh, I, I just, I got burned out of, in lines when I was a kid. Never liked lines. And so I, I still to this day, do you want to go eat at Longhorn? Yes! You pull up and you're like, let's just go to Chick-fil-A. Can I have an amen? And today, just to let everybody know, all fathers eat free at Chick-fil-A. Can I have an Amen. Only half of you got that, and you'll maybe not ever get it. Okay. They are closed today. That's why. Okay. So, um, who in here likes to travel? But you know what? Who in here has ever been to a city, and you're like, man, I could live here. And then you've been to another city, and you're like, I don't ever want to drive here again. Thank God I lived and survived. I remember the first time I went to New York City. This is 1988-89. Uh, it's before Rudy Giuliani became the mayor and they had really cracked down on crime. Um, the most com- the, my two greatest memories, my, the two sensory memories I have um, is number one, watching newspaper and trash in all the streets. This was in the Broadway section, this was in the dumpy section. Secondly was the smell of urine where people were just you know, relieving themselves in public. I never wanted to go back really. Even though, you know, it's New York City, Times Square. I just never cared. Now, I went back a number of years later 
And this pastor friend of mine in, uh, up, up near there, not in New York, but he said, do you want to go in the city? I said, well, if you want to. I just did it to be with him. Well, they had changed. Crime, they had cracked down on crime, cracked down on the public urination. I mean, I couldn't wait to go back. And so a number of years later, I took Sarah Beth when she was, I think, 10 or 11. Then I was preaching about when Molly was 10 or 11, I took Molly up there. Then I took Luke up there. And I, I, remember, I, mean, I was just enamored with the city of New York. It's a great city, fun city, nice city, you know, and always something to do. Always a pastrami sandwich waiting to be bought because they have these 24-hour delis all the time. And I'm telling you, you do not know what a pastrami sandwich is unless it's a, a, a northern deli. Just a great, great sandwich. But a city is made up of its people. And this church, our families are made up of people. But the thing is, sometimes we let life happen to us and we don't dictate the life. Now see, this is something for all the graduates to really think about. You can either dictate the way you want life to be or life will dictate to you and you will be what it wants you to be. Now you have to fight for what you want. And the bad thing is most people, we fall back to ourselves. We always need to be challenged. We always need to be challenged. We always need to be told to look up. It's one of the great things about the gospel. No matter how good you think you are, no matter how, how perfected you think you've become, the gospel always will show you, the Bible will always show you some area that you need to develop, something you need to change. I mean, I've met people who've been saved, and I, I remember one lady at the, uh, at the uh, landing years ago, and she was old. She was old. Can I have an amen? Everybody say old. She was old. And she made a joke about that. She says, I know I'm old. And she says, I know most people think old people don't need forgiveness or to deal with, you know, conviction. She says, like, we've got it all together. She stopped and she goes, but let me tell you, I need God's Holy Spirit to bring conviction and forgiveness to me more than any of y'all know. Now, I thought that was a wise comment from her. She knew her heart. She knew what she had to deal with. We all, no matter who, where we get, we always have to have that. We always need the convicting power of the Holy Spirit in our life, and everybody say amen. But we also need to make sure we have a city and a life built in the direction we want. And I am, I am primarily talking about church world. Now, who in here knows that I'm going to throw this out? And I thank God for the youth camp that the kids went to, life-changing. Molly had a great time. She said, uh, I think she told me, I'm just going to throw them under the bus. She said that Clarissa and Karen said they wanted to go next year and work as camp counselors, and Leah wants to go next year and work as a camp counselor. I mean, Molly's been being a camp counselor, I think, since she was 19. So about 62 years. Can I have an amen? I'm just... <laughs> About, about 10 years, about 10 years. And uh, it's funny to me, Molly's a camp counselor to girl, along with other girls who were camp counselors who she used to be the camp counselor for when she was in her earlier 20s. And uh, Molly's got a lot of favor. Molly loves it. She has a heart for it. And I thank God for it. So we go to the service, and I mean, it was uh, profound. Uh, we went Wednesday night, drove up there, and uh, got to see all the kids and sit with them and sit with another. Uh, they were sitting with another church friend of mine and his kids. And, uh, the God bless the Church of God. Uh, they do a great camp. They do a great camp. Uh, had a great band. Um, I cannot think of their name. Yeah, Julian Drive. You know, I know I texted y'all because I know y'all love them. And uh, uh, Julian Drive, they did a great job and they had this great LED screen. Oh, 
we need an offering. Can I have an amen? That was great. That just that, that set the mood. That set the mood. We can actually do it for about $6,000 in case anybody wants to do it. And we did not, I did not even mention today the uh, building fund. We'll talk about that again next week. Uh, still a couple thousand to go on there. And so anyway, I mean, um, just a great service. And then the guy gets up to preach. And what does he preach about? I was so thankful I heard his service. Um, I, I just, I had a number of reasons, but I was so thankful I heard him preach. Uh, he's not far from here, and, uh, and, my, uh, and a classic Pentecostal-style preacher. Ha! Ah, can I have a name? And, you know, I mean, he's got, he's got that, you know, real forceful. And he, you know, not, not, not crazy, but, but very forceful, very impacting, and very loving. And he used one phrase that I thought was the most beautiful. He said, I'm not throwing rocks at anybody. I'm just trying to throw ropes to help people. He even told his own testimony. But he dealt with purity, walking in purity and not walking in sexual immorality, lesbianism, homosexuality, transgenderism, and all the things that our society teaches is true. Now see, again, the reason I'm pointing this out is, as a church, as a family, no matter what, which way we, life pressures, presses you always. And Satan wants to press you always. Jesus even told Tim, uh, Peter that one time, Satan is, is working, working against you, pressing you. And if you let that pressure press you, it'll change you into something else. It's just there. And the scripture says, don't be conformed to this world. And again, not trying to criticize anybody, not trying to be mean to anybody, not trying to hurt anybody's identity. But when you say that you live according to a certain set of laws, I have to let this dictate who I am, not me dictate who this is. Now, there's been a few times in my life I thought it would be great to hit people. Can I have an amen from anybody? Y'all have heard me preach along. If I could be an inventor and create a weapon, I actually thought this one through a little more. I used to say I wanted a ray gun so I could not, not destroy a tire, but just put a small hole so that it would go flat and that person would have to get off 285. I got thinking now, I want me an electro uh, pulse gun and I just shoot it and it totally disables their car. If anybody wants to work on that, join me in prayer. Can I have an amen? To get these crazy people off the interstate. But who in here knows that as much as the desire in me is to speed up to about 100 miles an hour and crash them into the road. Can I have an amen? That's not the wisdom of God, nor is it the will of God. There's been things I've wanted in life that I can't afford. I can't just go take it. Why? I got scripture. I mean, you know, I mean, I've got scripture to treat my kids right. There's been times I didn't want to. Can we have an amen? Amen. Spoken by true parents or people who totally get it. Amen. I mean, you know, it's not that I don't love them. I just want to send them into another universe. No, no, not a minute. Maybe for an hour or two. Amen. Maybe a week. You know, let them, let them appreciate life. But I have to let this dictate me, not me dictate this. I'll use this as parenting. I've always used this. You probably have heard me say it. My kids, I still use this with them sometimes. God gave you to me 
not me to you. Leadership flows this way. Now Luke's got a son. God gave Jackson to him, not him to Jackson. The responsible party is the first one. And the submissive party has to come into obedience to the authority. I, God gave <laughs> me to him. Therefore, he's the authority. I am the lesser. I am the submissive. For me to be a good son, I have to be submissive. As again, Harold was made to go, I have to die out to myself or walk in submission to what he wants in my life. Just because I want it, don't mean it. And we live in a culture that preaches you can be what you want to be, and thank God in America you pretty much can. And you can do what you want to do, and thank God in America as far as individual liberty and freedoms you can. But when it comes to biblical living, you can't. If you want to live in the city of refuge. If you want to live in a city of light. Now the reason I bring that up is, is we as the people in the city have to dictate those parameters. Now, if you could, I would have you close your eyes, but this is just going to be for a moment. If you could think for a moment, what kind of city, if you could build a city, would you build? Who's ever played SimCity? That's a great computer game. I think everybody ought to play SimCity. I think everybody in the city government should play SimCity. Because sometimes I think they forget that if you raise taxes too much, people leave. And if you make them too low, you lose infrastructure. So you gotta have a happy medium. I love playing SimCity. You got these little cars moving around, you gotta create, you know, stuff. I, I got tired of it because it's just a lot of wasted time for no reason. It's not like I'm getting a prize in life for SimCity. But you get to dictate some of the stuff you, you do. Like I remember the first time I played it, I, I'm not a big sports guy. And they don't have a place for a golf course. The old version, you could either have a football stadium, baseball stadium, and that was it. But what was funny was if you didn't do certain things, it wouldn't attract certain businesses. It was, it, they tried to make it fairly realistic. So you, as, 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 as the leaders of the city, you have to dictate certain things that we should desire to do. Now, as a leader of this city, and as y'all leaders of this city, here's the number one thing we should be. You ought to write this down. A loving people. Amen. Always loving. Again, we never throw rocks. We only throw ropes. Now, who in here knows some people think ropes are rocks and they'll call, cuss you out. But that doesn't mean we, we quit throwing them. Aren't you thankful Jesus never looked at you and said, well, just go to hell. Amen. Friend in New Jersey, uh, last week, I'm not New Jersey, Tennessee, he always liked my story. And this happened truly. Uh, there was a guy, and he was a Cuban guy, had been a Cuban mafia guy, and gotten saved. And he's witnessing to this girl that I went to high school with who was in witchcraft and in the occult, pretty heavily in drugs. And he's trying to witness to her, and she won't make a commitment on anything. And God was dealing with her, and she wouldn't commit to being a Christian. And she agreed that she needed to be saved and she agreed that she was living in sin and she agreed that she shouldn't be messing in the occult, but she wouldn't commit. And he kept looking at her and he sounded like Ricky Ricardo. And he'd look at her and he said, do you want to go to hell? 
well, no, I don't want to go to hell. And he can go back and forth. He said, well, do you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life? And she said, well, no, not really. He goes, what do you, he goes, but if you don't make Jesus the Lord of your life, you're going to go to hell. Well, I don't know. But I mean, you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. You go to hell. He goes back and forth and back and forth. He finally goes, are you going to make Jesus the Lord of your life? And she goes, no. He goes, then go to hell. And he just walked off. Well, I've never saw Billy Graham do that. Can I have an amen? Or Kenneth Copeland or David Jeremiah or, you know, anybody in the kingdom. Um, I got to be honest, though, looking back, I think it was probably profound he did it that way. It did shake her. It did shake her. Now, she didn't change because she enjoyed her uh, witchcraft and the occult too much and her drugs. But he was at least loving enough to tell her the truth. So when I say loving, I don't mean just, oh, praise the Lord, we love you. No, we do love you. No question. Now, here's something I'm going to ask. Everybody look at me when I say this. Everybody look at me. And, and I'm looking around today. It's Father's Day. Let me see. Make sure. I'm just making sure who I'm looking at. So I'm pretty much got all regulars. If you're a regular, here's your new job. When you see somebody you don't know, you love on them. You sit with them. You encourage them. You go out of your way. God forbid we don't sit in our regular section or our regular people or our regular crowd. I know that can be sometimes a tragedy in the kingdom. Can I have an amen? But see, our job as a church is not to feed us. Our job as a church is to reach other people. Now, the reason I make that important is who in here would love to bring a new, ver a new person to church next week? Say amen. amen. But who in here knows that just because you love them doesn't mean that it'll minister to them right. if they sense nobody else loves them. Right. They expect you to love them because you invited them. Right. But if they, don't expect to love, if they don't sense love from the fellowship from other people, it won't move them. Amen. And so we got to make sure. I've told this story several times. I'm, I'm sitting in the back. I come in late one Sunday. I'm, I mean, I wasn't late. I was coming early, but I was running late for me. And as I walked by, I saw a new guy, a, a guest. And I looked at him. I said, hey, brother, how you doing? And I said, my name's Chris Vaughn. I'm the pastor of the church. I said, you're doing good. Good to have you today. And he didn't say much. And all of a sudden, he looked at me. And I mean, he, his, his eyes quivered a little bit. His lips quivered a lot. And all of a sudden, he started crying. And I don't mean crying like, you know, I don't even mean like me. I'm talking weeping, wailing, gnashing. I mean, <laughs> he is just sobbing. And I put my arm around him. I said, sir, I said, what is it, man? I said, what? I said what's wrong? I mean, it, it broke my heart for him. I mean, here's a grown man, probably 70 years old, crying like he's four years old. And he ain't crying like Jackson. Can I have an amen? Because Jackson's learned to turn it on. And can I have, everybody got me? No, you can't go, We'll go get a red ice cream. Okay. You know, it's just immediately. He wasn't like that. I mean, he, he's, he's sobbing. And I said, man, I said, what is it? He goes, my wife just died. <sighs> Broke my heart. And I'm sitting here talking to him for a minute, and I still don't know who it is. And I say this with all thankfulness. I don't remember who it is. If it is, I'd probably still be mad at you. I had somebody come up and interrupt me and go, hey, Pastor Chris, you know what I did this week? And I'm sitting with a sobbing person that if you just take a moment to get out of your own life yeah. and pay attention, you'll realize this person's in a, in a, in a desperate moment. Amen. 
And they said, you, you know what I did this week? I said, I, I said, we could talk about that later. And they wouldn't stop for a moment. And I said, listen, I said, listen, we'll talk later. Okay. And I gave back my attention. Now here's the sad part. I've never known, I don't know. That man never came back. I've often wondered if it's because the callousness of that one person in that moment. I'm gonna tell you something right now. What you do and how you treat people has eternal results and eternal effect. That's why it said, and I'll just read out of my notes so I don't have to find it as quick. That's why it says at the last verse of that passage I read, let your light so shine before men that they may know, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Isn't it amazing that it implies that heathen people can glorify God because of what you do? That's powerful. So I challenge us as a church, let's make sure we are the city of light, a place of love, a place that gives, a place that does. I still say when I went to Ben's mom and dad's service and I got to speak for a moment and I was so blessed by that, blessed by Ben's family, but I sat over here, I was so amazed at the uh, helps ministry of that church. I mean, they had people ushing and greeting and you know, welcoming, and one lady's just passing out Kleenex to people. She must have walked by us about five times and said, y'all need some Kleenex? And I'm like, no, we're good. I mean, just doing it. And here's the part that got me about these people. His mom and dad went there seven months. Not, not charter members, not long-term members. Seven months. And that funeral was held at two o'clock, which means every one of those workers took time off work. Wow. To bless that family. I'm telling you, I left just shocked, changed. I thought, I, I, and I know I'm convicted by the Spirit of God. Our church has to step it up. Amen. Why? Because we need to be a city on a hill. Yeah. A city on a hill that people look at and say, man, I need to get there. Amen. Which is exactly the city of refuge. Because the cities of refuge were on hills and in valleys, very evident with wide roads. Now, now, I know the moment I said that, somebody might think, well, the Bible says that, you know, broad is the way that leads to destruction. Narrow is the, you know, that's true. But who in here knows the path to get in the kingdom, Jesus makes it as wide as it can be. Because he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come under righteousness and salvation. So I challenge you, as a church, let's make sure we give every effort to be a city on a hill. And, and when we come to church, let's all endeavor. I really do try to endeavor to do this every Sunday. It ain't about me today. It's about making sure I'm here for you. And it ain't about, in fact, in fact y'all, y'all realize why I stay every, every Sunday almost to the last? I love y'all. I want to be here for y'all. I don't, I don't want to just kind of be a, you know, an evangelist. Blow in, blow up, blow out. You know what I'm saying? That's an old joke about the evangelist. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be here. But I'm going to throw this out. Let's be that way for other people. Let's be here for them. And on my last thing I'm going to do with it, I'm going to close with this. Well, I just wish we had this. I wish we had that. Now, I'm going to say this. I do believe, especially after Wednesday night, and I've said this for some time, our nation is in such peril. People, adults, and children are in such question, such searching. They are at a place where God's power is about to be poured out because they're open to it and they're desperate for it. Yeah. 
When you have people ready to cut things off or add things in so that they can find out who they are, they are searching. And so that outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the, the spoken in, the, uh, in Acts and spoken in Joel, I truly believe with all my heart, we're on the cusp of it. And I don't want us to miss it. I want us to be ready for it. I want us to be gathering it in. But that takes everybody doing their part, praying, worshiping, doing. But, but, I, but I throw this out and I mean it. But if you feel called and you say, you know what, Pastor Chris, I wish we was doing this, then, then just help me make that happen. I wish we had more of this. I wish we had more of that. Let me just throw this out. I wish we had more of everything. Can I have an amen? I do. Which is really more headache. Because the Bible says the more oxen there is in the stall, this is my paraphrase, the more junk there is to clean up. Can I have an amen? Who's ever had a job making little money? Little responsibility, little pressure, little stress. Then who in here has ever had a job making more money as the boss, as the supervisor, as the VP. My extra money's great, but you also got the stress, you gotta produce, you gotta make it happen. But I don't know about y'all, people's worth it. I think that's the thing I love about the Church of God Youth Camp. The Church of God every year, every year spends more money to put on youth camp than that brings in. Every year. You know why? Because those teenagers are worth it. They're worth the investment. It's worth investing in them. Our families are worth it. Those families are worth it. Those people that we don't know yet that we're going to bring in and love on and then preach the gospel to and share our lives with, they are worth it. Jesus loves them just as much as he loves me or you. In fact, he loves us all exactly the same. And without Jesus, we'd all be going to hell in a handbasket. Amen. Look at somebody and say, God loves you. And God loves them. And say, God wants you to show his love to them in this city of light. So I'll be a light. So be the light this week. Do good to somebody. Bless them. Encourage them. Talk, talk well. Be gracious. If necessary, be honest. Be confronting. Again, not confrontational, but... You know, somebody says, well, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Well, you might need to read the Bible on that. The Bible's got something to say. Heavenly Father, we bow our heads and we thank you today that you call us to be champions of light, champions of love, to not be caught up in ourselves, Father, help give us a vision of a church of young people and young families that need you so that we as a church can pour our lives into them. We can bless them, lift them up, preach the gospel to them, see their lives be eternally changed. Father, in fact, I ask this, help us be a church that reaches unchurched, lost, always. Father, we thank God for the people that go to other churches. But Father, give us new friends that don't know you. Give us new relationships. Open up avenues of people that we can uh, connect with. People that we can uh, uh, break bread together with. So that we may preach the gospel. And Father, we ask you to give us the love for them. Let your love 
overflow in our life for them. Because, Father, we don't want to see them go to hell. We don't want to see them live in hell. We want to see them enjoy the fruits and the blessings of heaven. In Jesus' name. And everybody says amen. amen. I, um, I want to encourage you, and I'm, I'm going to say this more. We're going to print up some cards to make it easy. Um, my prayer, you know, the average age in here, we, we've gotten older. We need, we need young families. That's just the truth. If not, we're going to die out and close up. I mean, I'm young. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. But I'm getting older. Everybody is. And one day, you got to watch out for that one day. But um, so my prayer for everybody is that God gives us new friends. Because that's the bad thing about me. All my, about all my friends are Christians. So I have to actively find new people. Which I don't mind. Because I come in contact with a lot of people. So I pass out a lot of business cards, invite. Some come, some don't. But I want to challenge you to become OPM, other people minded. Always. Somebody said, why would I want to do that? I always look at it as seed. It's always seed. Thank God Sarah Beth's in Germany right now. Went with a study abroad with school. I ain't got to worry about Sarah Beth being taken care of. I ain't got to worry about Sarah Beth being kidnapped. I'm not going to have to become Liam Neeson and go over there and do a taking. Can I have an amen? Why? Because i got angels over there. I've, done, I've been an angel for other people. I've got God being angels for my daughter and blessing them and taking care of them and that whole group. One friend have actually looked at Sarah Beth and said, I want, I want to be on the plane with you. She said, why? She said, I know you're a Christian. If you're with me, I'll be okay. Ah! I said, yes, can I have an amen? So that's a good light. So become other people minded. Bring them to church. Love on them. Love them enough to bring them. Can I have an amen? Now, a couple of announcements real quick. Um, and I don't know, I, off the top of my head, I got to see the slides. Um, if you're a first, second, third time guest, please fill that out. Again, we bless all of our fathers today. Happy Father's Day. Uh, hope you have a great day. Our next slide is uh, study of Revelation. It's still going on. Uh, Sunday's 945 to 1030. Uh, this morning we started at 10 and went to 1045. Well, actually, we started at 945, but we fellowship and ate and stuff. Okay, this is the one I want to get to. You're invited, Independence Day celebration, July 2nd, 8 p.m. Okay, we're going to change this up a little bit. While I was gone, I thought this would be better. Actually, I didn't. I can't say that. Pastor Lisa thought this would be better. Amen. And I stole it. Can I have an amen? Okay, so I, I said that is, and I'm just going to take credit for it, but it was her idea. So that's July 2nd after service. We're going to have uh, what they used to call dinner on the grounds. Just a good old July 4th hot dog lunch just for everybody just to hang. Uh, it'll be cooler in here. It'll be easier. It'll be nicer. And um, that night, about uh, 8.30, uh, you can show up. And we're just doing fireworks that night. You can come at 8 o'clock. We'll, we'll be here at 8. Uh, they'll be getting ready. We'll have water and stuff out there. But I um, just want to do something a little bit different. So here's my, one of the reasons why, that's July 2nd. Bring someone to church that day. That's going to be a big day. Uh, we're, not, we're not doing a bunch of cards. This is what I'm going to call the test of us to be active on our own and invite someone. Bring, bring somebody, bring somebody you work with, 
somebody you know, somebody you go to eat at a restaurant with, whatever, uh, invite them July 2nd. So immediately after service, we'll change this graphic um, for next week, which I think it's only one more week after that. This is two weeks from today. Is that right? 18th, 25th, yeah, two weeks from today. So uh, immediately after service, we'll have a, a, a big hot dog dinner and just fellowship, just to fellowship for a little bit. That will not take a long time out of your day, especially if you got plans that day. And then at 8, 8, 8.30 that night, we'll be, uh, eight, we'll be meeting at 8, but shooting fireworks, fireworks off around 8.30, 8.45, and uh, it's going to be a great time. Uh, Greg Welburn, uh, he has assured me that he will be here for the second. I told him if necessary, we'd even cancel it. I said, I know you love doing it. And he said, no, 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 we'll never cancel it. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the celebration of America. No, and I'm like, well, the celebration of America doesn't always have to be blowing stuff up. Can I have an amen? And um, he, uh, he's like, no. So we are, right now, he, we are going to do it. And I, I believe he'll be here. He's believing he'll be here. It's going to be a great night. So I um, encourage you. Also, lastly, is our Wednesday nights, or our women's. Which is, um, I said there, uh, which will be next month, first Saturday, 10 30 to 11 45, and then our Wednesday nights at 7 30. Stand up with me, if you will. Uh, we've been preaching on healing. I will say, in my own opinion, of my own preaching and teaching, I think the last two or three weeks on Wednesday nights has been some of the best healing preaching I have ever done in my entire life. And um, I got to be honest, half of it I didn't come up with. Um, two weeks ago, I ain't ever preached that in my life, hadn't even planned to preach that in my life, and opened up my Bible, and then words come out of my mouth. And I was like, after it's over, I am going to join my ministry and become a monthly partner. Amen. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be a Gideon warrior or something. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I went home, I said, man, I said, Lee, that was one of the best things I've preached in my life. And uh, bless me. So anyway, um, I encourage you. Happy Father's Day. Have a great day. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may he give you his peace. Love on your daddy if he's here. Thank God if he's not. You can see him again, we believe. But have a good day. And if you are a daddy, milk it for everything you can. Can I have an amen? But always remember this. It's just another day. Jesus is Lord of every day there is. So don't ever forget that. God bless you. You are dismissed.